Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. It is Monday, August 2nd, 2021. I am coming to you from my Connecticut dining room because Kelsey is not here today. She is on the West Coast with my children. And uh, we're going to be broadcasting from here for a little bit as I'm filming my Christmas movie here in Connecticut. Uh, Our quote of the day comes from our guest today. To achieve excellence, we must also consider and work with what is not apparent, with what cannot be seen. We must journey into the complex world of subtle energies. That is from Cindy Dale. Of course, you know Heel Squad. She is one of our favorites. Today, she's going to be talking about her new book, Chakras, Food, and You, Tap Your Individual Energy System for Health, Healing, and Harmonious Weight. Uh, For those of you who don't know Cindy, she is an internationally renowned author, speaker, healer, and intuitive. She calls herself the everyday clairvoyant and is passionate about providing healing tools and information to even the most skeptical of seekers. Cindy's goal is to help you open your essential energy, the powers and perspectives unique to you. And that's what we're going to learn about today. 
So Better Together and the Heal Squad are very excited, of course, to have Cindy Dale back on. We're going to learn all about our chakras. Thank you so much, Cindy, for being back with us. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, you know, I think all of us are coming out of whatever stage of the pandemic <laughs> we're just getting out of, you know, wanting to feel better, just like what your show is always about. It's you learn a little bit more and you we're better together and we're better on our own, too. Yeah. So let's just for the sake of everybody who may not have heard us before, let's talk about what a shocker is and how they affect us. Excellent. Well, I think I want to even back it up more and talk about what we're made out of, what our bodies are made out of. Just like objects, our bodies are made out of 99.99999% subtle energy, which is the invisible stuff. So Einstein said it a really long time ago that everything's made out of energy, but very little of it is dense. You know, so when you're eating an apple, when you're, uh, you know, putting on your shirt, you're doing something that's physical, but most of us aren't physical. And so we've got physical organs that help to run our body, but most of us is actually run by the chakras, which are subtle energy organs. So they help you connect with the world outside of yourself and figure out what kind of messages are out there, what messages you're giving to the world, but they really honestly run the physical body too. So they're just subtle energy centers. And we know mo mostly about them through yoga or by hearing about yoga, uh, but, but the knowledge about the chakras has been around for at least 5,000 years. So when you say subtle energies, I mean, I feel like we've heard our body is made up of a lot of water <laughs> and things like that. So 99.999% is subtle energies. What is that exactly? I know that's a great question because uh, when I started in the field of now what we call energy or energy healing or energy medicine, we called it psychic energy, which actually describes it a little bit. You know, it's that invisible stuff that carries information. And mm. I think so many of us are scared of the word psychic that these days we use the word subtle, but it's psychic energy. And psychic energy, if you're going to come at it from a science point of view, which I really like doing is largely made out of what we call quantum energy, quantum particles. That's the stuff that is not ever in the room. <laughs> I mean, it bounces around between time periods and uh, some of your subatomic energies are probably over in China right now. So the world of psychic and subtle is really being explained right now by quantum physics. And it's sort of a messy world because there's not a lot of rules that make sense when you're talking about your quantum particles, as they're called. Yeah, it's funny. I'm reading um, uh, Deepak Chopra's book on quantum uh, healing, I think it's called. I can't remember right now. Um, and and just to hear uh, a medical doctor's perspective as it changed throughout the years and as he started to realize what these subtle energies had to contribute to someone's health is really fascinating. Well, it's really who we are. We're mainly these quantum energies. And it's, it's fascinating to understand that because I think it gives permission for the brain to let go a little bit and let more good things happen. So we don't have to control 
you know, and go dot by dot. For instance, I was teaching a class about a week ago and I had maybe a hundred people on and we've gotten to know each other quite well over the last few months. And a woman came on, she goes, I had my COVID vaccines. And so I shouldn't be testing positive with COVID. And uh, you know, and she goes, but, but I am, what am I supposed to do? And she wasn't that sick. So first of all, you know, you don't go out, you don't spread it, this and that, but the whole group just sort of sent her supportive energy. And within a day, her symptoms were gone and she tested negative. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen for everybody. All right. Mm -hmm. This is not about handing out miracles though. It's great when you get one. <laughs> <laughs> but she was open. She had this understanding that most of the world is really fluid and it can be influenced by what you believe in, by what you find to be really positive. There were so many beautiful, lovely souls all joined together. It just sort of helped move the symptoms through faster. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean that COVID disappeared. It just kind of moved through faster. That's what I think happened. Well, if you think about it, when you're in a room and you feel negative energy, I think a lot of people understand negative energy. Now, a lot of people understand energy vampires. They understand like, you know, everybody's an empath. Now everybody feels everything, which is hilarious, but it's like the cool thing now. So everyone feels the bad, but I think we forget that we can also feel the good. And that's what I'm reminded of when you're saying this is that, when you do get really good people to collect and come together and give good energy on someone, it's very powerful. And you see it in like, there was like a, a church healing event that we took my mom to once. And uh, this prophet called her up to the front of the room. And there were these very God loving people in this room, very prayerful people. And earlier she had been at the doctor, couldn't even lift her left leg. Now her left leg was affected from the brain tumor. Couldn't lift it for the doctor. Okay. We get there after a full day of treatments at Cedars. She normally would be conked out and ready to go to bed. She stayed there for like five hours. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. He got her up. They all were praying with her. She walked like a champion on her own. She had to be helped to her seat before walking, lifting, marching her knee up and down like it was nothing. And we're all sitting there. My dad, who doesn't really necessarily believe in this stuff, was blown away. And then we had another situation where just in the room behind me where my mom was um, in hospice, I put together kind of like 
a justice league of healers. I called that. I called all my friends. I said, guys, can you help? I want to bring some good energy to my mom. She was really weak and we did it. And she was, my aunt was on with us and she watched my mom just shift so quickly and be so much better after. So I've witnessed it with my own eyes and I believe it. I think for the audience who's listening, if you can remember that, you know, how to feel bad energy, you know, when you walk into a room and you feel it, just know that the opposite is also possible. That is such an important point. I remember studying in science in high school, how we're sort of biologically programmed to pick up on the negative. I think mm-hmm. it's sort of the caveman, cavewoman thing. Like, like it's great that it's sunny, but you want to pick up on the saber-toothed tiger, <laughs> right? So then we believe unconsciously we can manage or control. You know, we can duck, right, when that tiger is going to leap. But, you know, positive creates more positive exponentially. Mm. And, you know, it's okay if you're vulnerable to negativity. Sometimes these days, I think we call it herd mentality. You know, turn on the news and then you're down. Uh, My own son, he's a baseball uh, uh, pitcher and he had a tough season. He uh, got COVID in his back. And so sometimes he would stand on the mound and he could not move his back which does not make for a very good inning. Sometimes it was fluid. Now, what was positive is he was able to deep dive and work through really old emotional issues. And yet when he left that school, he's going to be going to a different school. He called me after a week and he said, mom, I, I believe in energy. Now, really, honestly, he should already because of his mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Okay. But we give grace, right? <laughs> and he goes, My pitching is completely back. My back is back. Everything's back because he got out of an environment that was really largely negative Mm. into a training facility that was all about you can do it. And everything went back online, including his mechanics. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menuno's Facebook group and Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. So it's not like we can control all that negativity. I think sometimes we think we should. I know I do sometimes. I'll go into an environment and I'll go, okay, here I am at a family reunion. And (laughs) of course, it's a family reunion. Oh, my God. Right. (laughs) And you know, sometimes we can have what we call those good boundaries and stay positive. And sometimes we just need to go to the bathroom every so often and stand there and recover. That's okay. Uh, But the more we practice being positive, being around positive people, being around the kind of, you know, situations that 
that uplift us, the easier it is to hold that energy when we're at a family reunion or when we're on that, you know, sort of naysayer or, you know, when we're at the shopping mall and <laughs> we're just kind of freaking out. So we have mm-hmm. to practice the positivity too. Yeah. So, okay. We're going to talk about how your chakras can help you health wise. Let's just quickly review the 12 chakras for everybody. Okay. So I'm going to start with number one, first chakra, red in the hips. This is about physicality. And we tend to have a stronger chakra than others, sometimes a couple strong ones. So as I go through this, think about where you might relate. So first chakra, red, hips, it's a place of physicality and manifesting. Second chakra, it's in the abdomen, it's orange, it's in charge of feelings and creativity. All right. I'm going to date myself singing that very Manilow song, Feelings, Nothing More Than Feelings. <laughs> that second chakra, third chakra, <clears throat> hips. Uh, it's not hips. <laughs> third chakra. I'm thinking hips today because I've got to go run later. Yeah. <laughs> third chakra, solar plexus, it's yellow. It's the place of thinking and thoughts. Fourth chakra, in the heart, it's green. It's all about relationship and healing. Fifth chakra, it's blue. It's up in the throat area. This is the chakra through which we communicate. All right, sixth chakra, up in the brow. It's violet or purple. And it's the chakra that's about visualization and aesthetics. Seventh chakra, very top of the head. It's white. It's the place of spirituality and interconnection to spirit. Now we're going to go kind of off body, uh, get in your spaceship. Eighth chakra is right above the head. It's black and silver. This is the home of mysticism, of the shamanic self. So it's kind of fun up here. Go up a little more. There's a gold chakra about a foot and a half over your head. This is where the idealism lies. This is the home of the harmonizers. Beautiful, beautiful gold. So whatever gold represents to you. Now we're going to switch and go under the feet. So nose dive down. 10th chakra, brown, under the ground. This is where your naturalistic tendencies are, very earthy. It's about this planet, cosmos. And then we're, we're going to be focused a little bit more outside of the body again. 11th chakra is kind of around you in the energy field and your hands and your feet. It's rose. This is the chakra through which people command. So leaders right? Command people, but you can also command natural and supernatural forces. And then for all of us, we have this beautiful, wonderful sort of translucent 12th chakra. It's around the body. It's in the very center of the heart and it's very personal to who you are. So I love helping people with their 12th chakra because in it, they have very unique spiritual gifts. So whatever is really special about you, you're going to access through your 12th chakra. So cool. So how do you find out what your major chakra is? Because that's what you say in your book is the key to kind of unlocking your greatest health, right? Yep. Yep. So in the book at Chakras Food and You, there's a quiz. And who doesn't like quizzes? I mean, (laughs) I love quizzes. Quizzes that go, who am I? What am I? Um, But you don't have to do a quiz. You can even download from the internet, you know, kind of it's, 
uh, it's out there all over Cindy's 12 chakra system, a picture of it with description of, you know, kind of what the first chakra versus the third versus the fifth are about or what they do. And then spot yourself in there. That's sort of why I gave you a few key words about each chakra. First, that is the hips manifester physical if you're that person you go oh i am physical i just don't sit still i'm always moving you know versus yeah there you go <laughs> i'm the first also <laughs> so i always go back there for everything like if i can't figure out how to solve a problem i just do something i just start moving if you yeah. sooner or later something's gonna work right but maybe you're a thinker that's third chakra that's yellow, that solar plexus, and you've got to have a structure. you got to put everything on a calendar and get a schedule. So if you just know a few of these sort of, you know, kind of key words about each chakra, you will find yourself. And you know, the third way, ask a friend, <laughs> because mm. sometimes other people, you know, kind of see us better than we see ourselves. Well, because we see what we want to be yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sometimes yes. in these quizzes right? The, more than right. what we really are at right now. Years ago, I really wanted to be this heart person because in the healing field, you want to be all about love and joy and helping people. And I was putting my first quiz together. This was probably 20, 25 years ago. And I'm like, oh, isn't this neat? And I showed it to a friend. She goes, well, there you are, first chakra, Ms. Never Sitting Still, never, you know, thinking you're getting enough done. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm just not going to make the grade as that heart-based person. Doesn't mean you can't be what the other chakras invite you to be. I mean, you and I can be really first chakra. We can be really active and help heal people and put together a schedule, right? And be really visual. It's just that our soul, and I do believe we all have a soul, in order to fulfill its mission, usually needs to use one chakra more than the others to accomplish the mission, right? Like if I was going to be an opera singer, I need that fifth communicator chakra. Maybe it's great that I'm really strong in the second creative chakra, but really I've got to have that communicator chakra going really strong. Yeah. Well, that's where I was getting confused too, as you were listing them out. I'm like, well, I'm some of that too. And I'm that, like, I'm a communicator. That's my whole, you know, career has been from the fifth chakra. Um, and so I, I assume we are made up of all of them. It's like a, a cake, right? We get all the pieces, all the different ingredients that make you up. It's just which one is stronger. It's which one is necessary in order for your soul to bring itself out there. Now, let me just say my suspicion, Maria, is that you also have a quite a bit of eighth chakra. All right. That's the eighth again. Eighth is black, it's silver, it's sort of above the head, it's mystical, you know, it's the shaman chakra. And so when people have a lot of that one, they can play all the other chakras. And all right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. If we're playing a piano, right, and you can Mm. touch all the notes so my sense is you are really strong. Just, just, just think about it. You know, in that ape shamanic kind of bringing all the worlds together kind of way of being, and you express best through your first, because after all, if you didn't, you wouldn't get anything done, <laughs> you know, either. Yeah, that makes sense. So if that was my dominant chakra, what would be, if knowing that, how would I guide myself health-wise? If it's your eighth or if it's your first? If it's my first. If okay. you're if your right. suspicion, which I will 100%, you know, give into whatever you think it is, because I do believe um, it's it's important to get someone else's take. So if you think that's more of the dominant, um, which I can't wait to explore more in the book, um, what would I do? Right. So I do think you're largely first. I think it sort of helps you with your mission and it's very fulfilling for you, you know, to be able to help yourself manifest, help other people manifest, help them live their best lives, you know, kind of as people, as human beings, you know, also having a spiritual experience. So what it means in terms of food is you have to stoke your adrenals. Because every chakra is connected to an endocrine gland. Now, what's really cool is science is tiptoeing into chakraology, not directly, but scientists are saying that you eat differently if you want to, you know, better the health of the different endocrine glands. So if you're a really endocrine gland, you know, based adrenaline person, adrenaline junkie, maybe even, you have to have a lot of protein. Uh, you want to make sure you eat, if you can, you eat a little bit more in the morning and less as the day goes on. You need lots of minerals because you're really physical. You're doing, mm. you're moving, you're exercising, you know, everything's about the body. So you have to stoke the adrenals to keep up with everything you want to be doing. So good protein, little less fruit, because it'd be easy to just crash if you eat fruit. It's actually best to kind of do mainly vegetables and protein, but throw in really healthy carbs in there. Uh, Sort of the snack food temptation of the first chakra person, because it's easy to forget to eat because you're just Mm -hmm. so busy, right? And then you'll just go for whatever's on hand. (laughs) It's like French fries. (laughs) Somebody's eating French fries. I can eat their French fries. (laughs) So, so you want to, you know, kind of eat as steady as you can during the day, you know, but more in the morning and go to bed a little hungry also, but lots and lots of electrolytes and minerals that'll kind of keep you stoked as you're going. Uh, Now, I wonder how much you meditate. Some 
first chakra people have a hard time just sitting still. So like I'm very first chakra. I don't sit still and meditate. I put the dogs in the car four or 30 in the morning. I go to a park where there's hardly anybody there if ever. And I just walk with the dogs and that's how I meditate. So typically a first chakra person, when it comes to those kind of relaxing activities, you know, kind of move until they're just done and then poof, they're crashed. Yeah. Uh, okay. There you are. <laughs> right. Well, I used to be, so this is where I'm confused because pre-brain tumors, I was very much that then post-brain tumors. There were a lot of shifts that happened. So I'm, I, I think I can go back to old habits, but also I have forged new space um, that I really worked hard to continue with those kind of new boundaries. So that's why I'm wondering if you've shifted a little bit and you're a little bit more now into that eighth mystical chakra, which is so good. We're talking about this because people get confused. They'll stay. Well, for 10 years, I was the thinker. I put on my suit. I went into corporate America. I ran my life by the clock. I did several mini meals every day you know, when I got you know, kind of the munchies, I went for what third chakra people go for, which is sort of crunchy foods and uh, caffeine and sodas. And now I've had this awakening and I'm different than that. Now I think I'm heart. So we can shift. Mm -hmm. Life shifts us. A new job will shift us. Having a baby shifts us. I mean, you don't really know what's going to shift you as you're moving forward in life. But looking backwards, you can see some of those demarcations where you're going, you know what, I'm a little different now. So now maybe I have to select a different way of interacting with my body and with the world. And we can just plain change chakras. For instance, my youngest son took this quiz maybe three years ago and he was really, really strong being a baseball pitcher. Uh, in the first chakra, it's physical, it's doing a little bit with the feeling. Well, his higher goal is he wants to coach kids. He wants to help kids who don't feel good about themselves to feel good about themselves. And he's actually already been going on the internet to do it. So he's really been developing more of his fifth chakra. And I can see it instinctively, he's making a few different food choices. You know, he's doing things more the first, you know, kind of somewhat the first chakra way, but much more the fifth because he's already starting a transition. So mm. this isn't meant to like lock you in. It, it's like there's a fluidity to who we are. It's more how can you gauge where you are and adapt some healthy behaviors and attitudes so you yeah. give yourself permission to grow also. Cindy, where does the chakra diet come from, right? Like there's so many diets and whether they're rooted in science or whatever, or whatever research, where does this come from? You know, I'm certainly not the only person out there talking about this. <laughs> okay. If you Google chakras, food, you're going to come up with hundreds and hundreds of websites because starting about 30 years ago, 25 years ago, myself and a lot of other energy workers too, we're starting to really connect chakras with food choices, with the endocrine glands, with different supplements, with kind of ways of behavior. I just probably went a little deeper in it since then because I've really found 
over these you know few decades that I can help a lot of people in the moment who are struggling, sometimes with an addiction, sometimes with figuring out what to eat. You know, they're just so tired of paleo, grapefruit diet, you know, this or, you know, they're just sort of like lost. <laughs> and, and so I have found I've been able to help a lot of people just doing a, you know, kind of taking a picture and saying, where are you right now? Now, if you really just stoke the shocker you're using most in the moment, it narrows your choices. It gives you some permission to maybe even dress a certain way, go to sleep at a certain time, meditate the way that might work for you, work through your strengths, sort of, you know, kind of work through some of the weaknesses that might be there. And so I think what it does, it, it gets us out of all the stuff outside of us to center in who we are and come from the inside to the outside rather than the outside to the inside. I'm, but I'm just not the only person who's talking about that. The cool thing is over the last 10, 15 years, science has added not to chakras necessarily, but they've really done a lot of investigating about different endocrine glands that you need certain minerals or foods or supplements for the pineal gland versus the adrenals versus the pancreas. And so that's where we've got some intersection with science that if you come at this totally differently and just say, I want to know which endocrine gland I'm healthiest stoking, it's pretty much going to give you the same data as you get selecting your chakra too. Hmm. So if someone has endocrine issues, whether it's diabetes or thyroid, um, what has your experience been with maybe some of those kind of people um, dealing with those ailments and changing their diets? Again, always, and I'm going to say this because I really believe it, not just for liability reasons, always work with a doctor, a nutritionist, you know, get your blood tested. I mean, I'm a big believer in tests, saliva tests, blood tests, figuring out what's really happening deep inside of your body. You know, what's happening with your enzymes, what's happening with your ability to uh, metabolize minerals or not, or your hormones. So I'm a big, you know, dataologist when it comes to that. However, if you do say, oh, I've got diabetes, uh, that's third chakra, pancreas. In this book, as long as you also work with professionals, you're going to get a pretty good handle on how do you help the pancreas? How do you help de-stress the pancreas? I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey, Chris, how do you keep your blood sugar more even? So pancreatic diets 
tend to be about, don't just go binge out on sugar or caffeine or soda pop. No, no, it's so fun to do that, isn't it? <laughs> don't just reach for a candy bar when you're stressed. Eat a lot of mini meals, do some good food combining, et cetera. And again, thyroid challenges, that's fifth chakra. Thyroid needs a lot of minerals. And so you're going to really want to make sure you've tested your iodine. There's different kinds of iodine, you know, kind of, do you have too much, too little of this, that, and the other thing. So I, I think the takeaway is if you have a compromised endocrine system and, or, you know, which gland, you're really going to want to look at how you boost that gland and get it talking to the rest of your endocrine system again. So it can be brought back up and uh, made healthier. And, you know, sometimes these issues are more complicated from a medical point of view. For instance, I've done just a bit of research on some of the medical. A lot of people end up with thyroid problems, but those could have started with the adrenals, <laughs> right? You get really burned out. Your adrenals go defunct. Other organs try to pick up the load, including the thyroid, and then they get tired. So it's always good to look at the whole picture and the whole body too, uh, because you know we're not just one organ. We're not just one chakra. Mm -hmm. We're a whole system that really needs to be engaged. Yeah, that makes sense. So with the people that you've worked with, have you had success to speak of with these different chakra diets? Very much, very much. Yeah. And even the word diet, I like to emphasize for people because we're so diet, diet, skinny, <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be, you know, like look like the model or who's airbrushed <laughs> as it is. So mm -hmm. it, it is a diet, but it's really more of a holistic approach to, you know, how to feel energized, how to be able to be yourself, how to be comfortable in your body. I love uh, that, you know, kind of the idea, and it says it on the, the label, you know, this is a, this is an approach for health, healing and harmonious weight. So how do you be the weight you can live at? I, mm -hmm. I know so many women and now men, especially, you know, kind of post lockdown, who are kind of going, oh my gosh, it used to be, I just can't get rid of this extra five or 10 pounds. During the lockdown, this is sort of a scary statistic. Uh, the, a lot of people gained weight. The, this is men and women. The um, average was 29 pounds. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not harmonious. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's not just about what you're going to eat. It's about picking a food approach that you feel healthy with, right? Like if you're a fifth chakra person, I'd be saying, get a lot of blueberries, first chakra adrenal person, you know, make sure you get enough protein so you can keep yourself going, you know, whole carbs, this and that and the other thing. And then look at other factors because we need to be exercising. We need to be calming ourselves down. We need to get enough sleep. I mean, I think I stayed really, really healthy through all the lockdown through now because I went back to basics. I did do my first chakra thing. That's great. But I made sure I exercised. I made sure I got sleep, like as much sleep as I could. I, you know, kind of did the dogs and the dogs 
you know, loved it that I was there all the time. Of course, I got extra exercise because every five minutes they're like, don't we get another walk? <laughs> they gained weight, <laughs> but I was home. I kept feeding them. Um, so, you know, take a whole body approach and a, a spiritual approach too. I mean, keep affirming who you are, even if you don't like the weight you're at. Don't you hate it when people say that? But it's really true. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. And if your pants are a little tight, get new pants for the meantime. So you're not always like criticizing yourself while you take this more holistic approach. You know what I like? I, I like the, the title energetic nutrition. I think that could be cool. I think that it should be another book that somebody out there yeah. needs to do. Because <laughs> it's, you know, what's cool about that? Because it's like how we started our conversation. What are you feeding yourself? I, I mean, if you, you know, I read the news, I have nothing against the news and I don't watch the news because when I'm seeing stuff, it just becomes a part of me. That's yeah. that over empathy thing that people are starting to look at these days. And so energetic nutrition for me would include not watching the news, just reading it or making sure yeah. that I read the kind of books I want to at night that let me go to sleep. You know, and you get to be who you are. Being spiritual doesn't mean you're a certain guru type of person. I mean, the books I read at night, people think I read all these deep books and I do when I'm researching. I read guy novels at night. I read, I read, you know, I mean, Jack Reacher and <laughs> I read, I read men novels because the world is always saved at the end of the novels. And I want to be part of saving the world. I want to feel, well, it's very first chakra. I want to feel like I'm flexing my muscles. And at the end, you know, when Turkey is not, you know, kind of wiped off the map or the president, you know, is saved and he, and he she is a really good person. Like, I'm like, there you go. And I sleep better. So spiritual doesn't have to fit in a certain can. I love that. And I do, I think that um, your nutrition comes from so many different sources, right? It comes from what you feed yourself emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um, I remember Yogi Cameron, who we've had on the show and is going to be on, um, I think this week or next week, he taught me, he's like, your nutrition can come from the sun, the air, um, from you know, being in love. He's like, some, when you're in love, you don't need food, right? You don't eat at first because you're just so happy and the happiness is your nutrition. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to it. I like energetic nutrition. See, that's cool. beautiful because now we're talking about, you know, kind of what you want to connect with, not just what food choices you're making. And I have a co-author on the book. Her name's Dana Child. And she actually participated in the book because she was finding this in her own client base, you know, that people were like certain chakra types and they were healthiest when they chose food and other things that way, you know, but it's so much more than your food or how you exercise. It's really, honestly, the nutrition is like you're saying, it's, do you get in the sun? if you're a sun hungry person, like if I don't run my dogs in the morning, they're depressed. And so am I, and it's dark out <laughs> when I do this. So I can sometimes in the winter here in Minnesota go days and days in a row. And I don't really see the sun, 
But for some reason, because I love what I am doing when I first get up, I don't feel deprived. I don't get seasonal affective disorder. You know, I just don't, I'm not, I just, you know, kind of not struck by that Mm -hmm. because I see the sun come up and I think my body's like, oh, just drink in the dawn, you know, and then that's enough to kind of carry you for the rest of the day. That's so cool. Everybody's so different. Like for me, I get seasonal effect disorder and I need the sun. So you'll find me in my yard like this, just like hugging the sun just as long as I can. I'm like, oh, it feels so good. I wrap my arms around it. Well, and then it feeds you, doesn't it? And yeah, it is really interesting because these days there's a lot of very wild, wonderful studies about full spectrum sunlight and how healing it is. And doctors are even taking the equivalent and putting them in lasers and helping people who have traumatic brain injuries, you know, kind of recover and doing gene therapy. So one of the things we're speaking to is nature too. Like we've got to have some connection outside of the concrete jungles that so many of us are in. We've just got to be part of this bigger world than the natural world. Yep. No, oh, that feeds me so much. Um, in the book, you mentioned that we often crave foods that we're allergic or sensitive to. And I want to get into that because I recently discovered how many things I was consuming that I was highly allergic to Cindy all these years and didn't know, but obviously I have a high pain tolerance. I would be asphyxiating and suffering and not able to breathe. And it took as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. COVID for me to realize exactly what, not maybe there'll be more, but I started realizing like I was eating oatmeal every day, highly allergic to oats, highly allergic to sulfites in red wine. Um, there were so many of these things that I've been discovering. So what is it about us, um, that craves these things that we're allergic to? Isn't it fascinating? And I learned that maybe 20, 25 years ago because I loved cookies. I mean, who doesn't like cookies, right? You know, but a lot of what I was eating, I had a nutritionist talk to me. I was getting hot flashes and I was miserable and this and that. She goes, well, let's look at your diet. She goes, you're allergic to all those things or sensitive to them. I absolutely guarantee it. And I got off of them and I, within a month, instantly felt better. 
So, um, you know, now I can tolerate a little bit of what I would overconsume before because my body's repaired too. Mm. I think there's layers uh, to, for answering that question. So sometimes the foods we crave come out of our childhood. Now, not wine, <laughs> right? But, but from a subtle energy point of view, we, we trigger into food psychologically because they gave us a certain feeling when we were growing up. Like grandma fed me this when I was growing up and it felt good. So I want to eat that now. All right. So I grew up with Norwegian grandparents and when they showed love, everything was white, white food, Wonder Bread, white cookies, sugar cookies, Ludafis, which is horrible, um, but <laughs> potatoes. And so that's what I was given. So my internal self and my biology associated those foods with warmth, you know, somehow with being taken care of. But Anytime we overdo a food in our system, we can't digest it after a while. We, uh, we just simply can't. The body, the gallbladder, the liver, the, the stomach, you know, all the digestive you know, kind of systems um, can't keep breaking that food down because we're overeating it. And so then the body start physically, biologically starts to reject it. And it says, I can't tolerate this. So our immune system starts to attack the food, right? So we develop antibodies against it. So we become allergic to it. So a nutritionist wants to explain to me, anytime we overeat anything, which we might do psychologically, or because of ease or expense or comfort, sooner or later, the body's going to kind of recognize it as a poison because it's just too much and we'll start to attack it and we develop a sensitivity or an allergy. So that's a little bit of how that happens. Um, it can get even more complicated because sometimes what happens is another layer of subtle energy. So here I am, I'm being given a cookie by my mom, but I'm not being given the love that I want, right? Like I'm not getting mm. hugs. I'm not getting unconditional love. She shut me up with cookies. So this sets up a situation where cookie, flour, sugar, whatever, starts to represent love. So I crave them. Does that make sense? Is that interesting? But, yeah. but my inner wisdom says, that's not the real thing that's not love, my immune system quite intelligently starts to produce antibodies when I eat those cookies and attacks them because my immune system's saying, don't get fooled. That's not love. You want the real thing. But you've got this craving, almost addiction set up for one part of you and another part of you saying, that's not the real thing. You got to find the real thing. Isn't that kind of an interesting dilemma that we get trapped in? So often what we have to do is get off of what we're craving or what we've consistently craved, go through that detox and let the emotions come up, you know, kind of about what we were thinking we were getting out of those foods. Then we're doing some inner healing work, you know, and then we can make better choices for foods. Mm. And sometimes we can go back to, you know, little bits of that food as time goes on, because we're not 
in on an inner level, fooling ourselves to thinking that sugar cookie is love. It's like, no, it's just a sugar cookie. Have a bite and be done. Yeah. So I love studying the subtle energies of foods because I think personally, probably 70 to 80% of a food, it's really about the subtle energies. I mean, for instance, do we crave certain foods even because we're craving them or because our ancestors did? Are we reacting to foods because we're really allergic to them or because our ancestors were allergic? I mean, it's very complicated and um you know, science is actually adding those layers of complications because we have our ancestors' memories in our bodies, in our chemistry. So, you know, cats off to you that you're going, I react to this, I react to that. These are the healthy foods for me, you know, and, and you get clean of those. And then you can kind of reconstruct what really fits who you are versus what's not going to help you at all. Yeah. Well, as you're saying that, all I keep thinking to myself is our emotions and our emotional traumas are really just right driving the car every day. So it just reminds me of why it's so important that we do what we do here on the show every day, because we're trying to reprogram, unprogram, heal, do all these things that are really fixing the emotional layers because we're making poor choices, whether it's with food or I kept thinking of hoarders, right? Their objects are love. Um, people who are addicted to shopping or sex or whatever the unhealthy kind of thing is, it's all rooted in, in a trauma or in some emotional um, deficit. And so we have to keep working at those so that we can have healthier relationships with everything, whether it's human or food or stuff. Maria, that is so important because that's what it really is all about. It's not really about diet. It's not really about what's my best this or that. It's what's prompting me in my behaviors, what's prompting me to have that you know, beer after work every night. For some people, it might just be, I like beer. Who cares? For some people, it might be, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like, that's the only way they relax, which isn't really the healthiest way to approach your life. For some people, it might be, that's when I was closest to my dad is when we sat around drinking beer until he died. And it's like, well, maybe you want to not drink the beer and just feel your feelings about your dad, you know, and what you're missing about him and how you can fill those, you know, that hole in or how to better appreciate what you had or didn't have or whatever. So mm -hmm. everything honestly comes down to emotions and it comes down to what we associate the emotions with too. Yeah. When you were talking about the foods and, and having them out of balance, let's say I, I was wondering for anyone who's listening is probably like, well, I eat a lot of salads. I mean, I'm a saladaholic. I always have been my whole life. I've been a rabbit. I love them. So I guess, how would you determine? Because I think I'm fine with salads. I would think at this point, I would know at least having the awareness on the other things that salads are affecting me, why do some things affect and some things don't? Well, again, I think there's probably an emotional connection to some foods for many of us that when we eat a certain food, it sometimes can give us a false high 
followed by a downward spiral, right? Or immediately make us melancholy or emotional or not feel good. So you want to pay attention to what happens after you eat something, like while you're eating something, you know, right after, and then maybe a few minutes later to see how your energy is. Mm -hmm. So when you're eating it, you want to feel at least neutral, if not happy, right? A few minutes later, you still want to feel that way and say up to an hour later, you still want to feel that way. So if you, if you're munching away like Bugs Bunny <laughs> and you're, you're in a good place and you don't get those mood swings or downward, you know, hypoglycemic kind of a feeling, you're absolutely fine with the food. I think sometimes we can overanalyze too, mm -hmm. right? You know, I mean, I happen to drink, my caffeine of choice is iced tea. I know it's very strange. And I have worked with nutritionists who tell me you're not supposed to have cold beverages. That's bad for everybody. And, you know, caffeine, you really shouldn't do any caffeine. And worse, I do black tea, not green <laughs> tea. And I'm like, you know what? I get up in the morning, 4.30, I drink an iced tea and I'm happy and I'm productive all day long. And I don't crave it. You know, like suddenly at noon, I have to have another one. I'm like, I'm just fine. So why would I have to do what they do in Ayurvedic? Or why do I have to do what everybody else does? Because my mm -hmm. body is good during it, afterwards. And you know what I mean? I don't over, yeah. I don't overdo it. So I think that's really smart. And that's what I think I got to kind of inadvertently do in COVID is I got to really pay attention to how things made me feel. And then as I was discovering, I kept going down that path. So now I'm focusing on, oh, what's bloating me? Oh my God, when I have lentil salad, which I thought lentil salad's so healthy, I would make lentil salads, keep it in the fridge. I would bloat out like I was nine months pregnant. So I urge everyone who's listening, it really is like paying attention, like Cindy's saying, how you feel during, after, and then the late after, and then even the next morning. Because the next morning when you wake up and your stomach feels good and flat and not bloated, that's also really important. Exactly. Your body will tell you, you know, for instance, I would love to be able to eat ice cream. I would love it. <laughs> I mean, I look at, I look at people eating ice cream, you know, and it's always on a hot day and the hot fudge. And I don't even know if I want the ice cream. I want the hot fudge. It looks but fun. I don't feel good the next day. I don't feel, I don't even feel good when I'm eating it. It tastes good, but there's this sort of sour feeling in my stomach. And so I'm able to, you know, before I go for it, so I don't even go for it now, I just go, do I want that down feeling? So the more often, you know, you know, kind of we associate a food with how it really makes us feel mm -hmm. versus how we think it's going to make us feel, the easier our choices. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. You have to really think, well, if I drink that, I'm going to feel like shit later. Is it worth it? That's, I make those choices like that every day now. I'm always thinking like that and I'm getting healthier because of it. So, um, so yeah, I think I want to let Kevin and Kelsey jump in because I'm sure they're screaming with questions. I saw Kevin in the chat already said he loves his trinkets. So he's an emotional <laughs> buyer. Um, so I will let everyone uh, jump in. Guys, do you want to ask Cindy anything? 
Cindy, I need you to tell me all about the second chakra because your girl, I know that's what mine is. I know oh, it. Okay. What's second chakra again? <laughs> that's the soul. No, solar plexus is the third. No, it's second the abdomen. The it's the abdomen. abdomen. And I'm like, oh, and it's, it's a lot of feeling, right, Cindy? It's, um, yep. yeah. Yep. Second chakra in the abdomen, ovaries, testes are the glands. It's intestine. It's the womb. You know, it's all those kind of abdominal body parts, a lot of small intestine, some large intestine. It's all about feeling. So I, I think that is your strongest center. You know, Kelsey, you're creative, you know, you love, you know, kind of you do emotions, but frankly, one of the challenges with second chakra people is they tend to be feeling empaths. So they bring in other people's feelings and, you know, feelings are biochemical they, they, they stir neurotransmitters in the gut. And so if you're having your own feelings and bringing in other people's feelings, your gut is going to be constantly inflamed in pain. Ooh. Okay. Everybody's yep. going, Oh, yep. that's why I knew <laughs> it when I, when I was reading about it, I was like, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. That's it. You know, and typically second chakra people love muffins, pie, you know, but, but I think, well, who doesn't like that stuff? I'm not second chakra at all. My family, when I was growing up, accused me of not having any feelings because I was like cut and dry. I was like breaking up with this boy. Goodbye. And they're like, you just don't care. I now am sort of glad I'm that way. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Because that second chakra is really all about emoting, you know, creating, you know, kind of knowing what's happening in the world through feelings. But I would say the biggest key is just make a decision inside. You're just going to do your feelings and you're not going to do anybody else's feelings. Often that can clear up half of a gut issue right there. And it's just making the conscious choice, like just saying, okay, this is what the conscious choice, you know, and then notice when you flub up. Because it's easy to notice when you flub up if you're aware, like you'll be sitting next to somebody and they started the conversation angry, you're not, you leave the conversation, you're angry, they're fine, darn it, you took it on. So don't judge yourself, don't be, don't be tough on yourself, you know, just start to notice that because it's going to be easier than in a situation to go, not going there. I'm so sorry. They're sad. I care about them, but I'm not going to cry the rest of the day and, you know, eat that entire chocolate cake because they're sad or have my digestive screw up or whatever it might be. So look at the feelings, second chakra people, you know, try to be happy when you eat, even if you eat something you're supposed to so-called not be happy when you eat it. I know that sounds funny. No, but that's so funny you say that. I had a friend say this to me the other day and I yeah. was like making fun of her kind of, but it was, it was like, wow. Okay. She was like, if I ever eat fast food, I literally tell my body, this is good for me. This is good for me. And I was like, you are insane, but it kind of makes sense. And there's scientific studies that say that will work. Um, uh, real studies, like psychological studies. I believe that because the brain, you tell it what to do and what to think. So right. the, the body creates the chemistry inside to go with it. It's a but computer. I yeah. wonder with Kelsey, um, and I know you have to wrap soon, so we'll be quick, but I know with Kelsey for a very long time, um, and Kelsey, you can confirm or deny, she had to feel for everyone in her family. 
And so I think that she was taking on everyone's kind of issues or things. And that was a lot, right, Kelsey? Yeah. I mean, I think I have, and I still do. I think it's just like, I'm such a inherent people pleaser and like, I am an empath and I know Cindy, what you're saying. It's like, Oh, am I eating this because I feel this way? Or am I eating this because like this person next to me is bummed out? Like I am. Yes. 100% that is me. That like, I'm a first chakra person. That's really physical. That's manifester. That's adrenaline, et cetera. When I was growing up, I took on everybody's physical illnesses. I was always sick. When I went to therapy, I was like 18, 19. When I started, when I started therapy, I still do therapy, but, um, you know, but my therapist said, I think you've got your family's illnesses. I think you have their allergies. So I didn't know what I was doing. I just sat down and I said, well, whatever's not mine, I just want it gone. That's a little severe, (laughs) but I didn't know what I was doing. I did it. And every allergy in my body disappeared except for two. That's it. 13, 14 of them left. So think about that from the point of view of feelings, which is second chakra Third chakra, it's about other people's thoughts or negativity. So each of these chakras is like a door through which we take in a certain type of subtle energy. So Kelsey, you just want to do your feelings. That's enough. If you just do your sadness when you're sad, yeah, you know, you might be sad for five minutes, 10, maybe an hour or two, but it's going to be done then. And it won't disturb your digestive system because it's just your emotion. You can't process energy that's not your own. You can't, you can't. So it builds up in the system, you know, kind of creates immune disorders, all kinds of stuff. Isn't that funny, Kelsey? Do you remember what I told you to do last summer? To not take on other people's energies? (laughs) I just said like, well, I just said, I go, everyone's so concerned with a certain somebody, but is anybody concerned about your health? And I said, so everyone's rallying around this one person, which is great. I get it. But there should also be a rally around you because you have something that has not been figured out yet. I said, so maybe you need to remove yourself from their issues to focus on yours. Definitely. And And then what did we do? Mm -hmm. We did that and we started to fix a few things. And now I've gotten to a place where we at least know what we're dealing with. It's good to have that and then find a trick that'll work. I mean, I know this is really silly, but my youngest son, when he was little, would take on everybody's feelings also, very second chakra in addition to first. And so I had him wear, I know it sounds goofy, but he, but I had him wear orange underwear. And I'm saying, I'm not saying you have to wear orange underwear, underwear but- second Oh, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm ready. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I had him wear orange underwear and we we would just like- magically potentize it so when he was wearing them it's like everybody else's feelings stay outside of you they don't come in and it made a huge difference so I don't care if you find yourself a magic bracelet you know or something that your inner child because it's a pattern you picked up as a child because you're naturally empathic you know you tell that inner self like you know what as long as I'm wearing this bracelet or this amulet or this this or that everybody's feelings stay outside of me. So I would look at some kind of fun way to work on the issue too, not just deep and ugh, serious. Look for something that's going to work with the inner self who, who got tr- kind of tricked into that pattern when young. I love that. Kev, isn't it so funny when you hear her talk about taking on 
everybody's ailments. I recently realized that I have everything my parents have. Yeah. Everything. The tumor. Everything. My dad's diabetes um, is coming. Not coming. I'm stopping that. But his all of the different oh. little things, his like um his anemias, my mom's anemias, the different, but, but the wasn't, different but, issues. But wasn't the diabetes it was, you know, like flaring up. No, no, it was oh yeah, creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? I'm working with a client right now. She's had two intestinal um, surgeries in the past couple of years, right away in the beginning of our first session, it was like, so what does this have to do with your mom? Her mom had Crohn's disease. So we're, we're fields of light and sound. We just exchange things until we get to go. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yes to this. No to that. So the yeses are important and the no's are important too. Yeah. And you know, what's also crazy. I'll add this last thing. I've watched our dogs take on our ailments. So I actually think our dogs come to help take some of these things off of us. So we had two dogs with brain tumors. What are the odds? What proof do you need? Here it is. Yeah. One time my two big mangy dogs were both throwing up for like almost two days. And I thought, okay, what am I eating? That's not very good. So they're throwing it up. So we, we, you know, they help us, they reveal, they mirror, they show us their guides. They are. Wow. Cindy, this has been so much fun. And I, I love, love, love learning all of this. So guys, the book is called chakras, food, and you tap your individual energy system for health, healing, and harmonious weight. It is out tomorrow, August 3rd. You can pre-order on Amazon right now. Um, and I highly suggest you do. So if you love what we're talking about, you want to learn more, do it now. It also helps Cindy to get on that New York times bestseller list. If you pre-order and that's what we always want. Um, so make sure you guys do that and you can follow her on Instagram at Cindy Dale energy. And of course your website is Cindy Dale, Cindy with a I, not a Y Y N D I Cindy Dale.com. Cindydale.com. Actually, it's a Y and an I. Yeah. It's I always think of the last I. (laughs) I'll show up. That's right. (laughs) It'll show up. (laughs) Um, Cindy, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Thank Thank you, you, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. All right, guys. Cindy Dale. What are our thoughts? I love her. I, I loved her the first time we had her on when we did our heel event with her. She's just she puts things into um just like a simple, easily digestible. Um, way that's like energy healing's a lot. I know that a lot of people are kind of like, whoa, but when she talks about it, it's just easy. And you you guys have great chemistry. I thought that was a lot of fun. Thanks. Well, I um I love the idea of of really just kind of hammering home how energy is just so there and so influential and um that we can actually eat to optimize our different chakras. I think that's really cool. Kev. I think there's, I think there's like two different things going on here. You know, one is the food part of it. And then the other is the energy part. And I know she's done the energy part before, but I feel like we can't hear it enough. Cause you said something on it, Maria. Um, you were saying to her how we all know about, you know, the, the effects of say being around negative people or, you know, we know that, but we, I forget what else you said. Like, we don't forget that it can work in reverse. Yeah. And I know when I did, um, I did quantum physics. You remember me? I had things hooked up to my hands 
and there's a machine. And through quantum physics, they were able to tell that I had, you know, like psychic, I was under quote, psychic attack, they said, and there were negative forces in my life. And we went through kinesiology to come up with the party that was doing it. And it was fascinated me how this is actually a science. It's not just woo woo stuff. And I think um, I'd love to have her back on to explore that because I feel like so many of us are hurting because of that. And then obviously the food, you know, but but, we have to like, we have to open up our minds to the other like 99% we're not using. Right. And the other things that are out there and available to us. That's why when you start understanding chakras, which I'm still in the beginner stage, I still have to be reminded where they all are. Um, And I want to deep dive into that um, eighth chakra that she was mentioning to learn more, but you know, when you realize there's so much around us. And even when she was talking about like the generational traumas that we're carrying or the generational allergies that we're carrying, that's all actually real stuff. It's embedded in like our DNA and and all of that. So I feel like we have to kind of open up to what is out there, what's possible in, in the positive ways too. Like I said, so we know that there's energy vampires and people that suck the blood out of us. And then, so if that's possible, then the flip is possible too. That if you have people around you that are really praying and thinking good thoughts for you and good yeah. feelings and sending it your way, they can help you and you that's, can yeah. have positive effects. Now, what the the extent of that positive effect is, we don't know. We don't know that someone is going to be healed. How many times is there a great healer that can heal some and then maybe not the other? But that's also an internal thing with each individual, right? How open are they going to be? How um, receiving are they? There's, there's so many elements to it, but there's a lot of possibilities out there. And yeah, I think also talking about the fact that you really need to pay attention and that's where being present is so important and why I end the show with be present. It's, you know, it's so important for us to be present in moments. And I spent a lifetime not being present Um, so now I see how important it is after everything I went through and my mom, but being present, even with your food, right. I was having suffering with massive rashes, head to toe, um, sleeping in ice packs on steroid prednisones and whatever. And don't mind my dad. He's just on the Bobcat over there. Um, And no doctor could tell me very much of anything other than putting me, they wanted to put me on Accutane at the time. And you were like, no way. So it is what we're eating, but it's not just the food. It's what we're consuming energetically, the people that we're around. Think about, you know, Cindy was mentioning going to her family reunion and having to prepare herself emotionally for it, right? We always joke at the holidays. All right, guys, here's the the survival kit to getting through the holidays with your family, because we know our families can be great. Some of them are not so great. Some of them want to continue to remember you as that little version of you or as that certain type of you, that season you were in where maybe you weren't so great or you were great and now you're not. And whatever it is, they all have these expectations of you that are very hard to enjoy your time around. So, And they're not evolving, Maria. You know, people who listen to the show, it's better together. They're trying to get better every day. You're trying to get better. I am, Kelsey is. And then you're dealing with sometimes family 
you know, your friends you choose and hopefully you choose friends that are also growing, but your family, you know, you can't choose them. And a lot of them are not growing. They're not evolving. So when you go back to them, it's like, oh boy, the break. Yeah. Well, it's like, I always talk about the apartment building. So if I'm on floor, you know, eight and you're on floor four, like, how are we going to like connect? Right. Cause I'm, I'm ascending, I'm growing, I'm getting better. And some people just don't even know that's possible. Right. Some people are just at their level. They're happy. This is what they do. This is their surroundings. They don't have people around them that are challenging them to be better. And when you're being challenged, it's going to suck. Kelsey, you know, I had that talk with you when you are being pushed to be greater and mm-hmm. that's the kind Painful. of people you want to yeah. have in surrounding you, right? I want people who are going to have higher expectations of me than me so that I, I can keep pushing to grow and to get better and to achieve higher and higher. Um, it's going to come with some, some pain, but Growing it's like pain. good pain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're feeding yourself, not just the food, you're feeding yourself, your surroundings, your energy, what you're consuming on TV, what you're consuming in written, what you're consuming, um, in conversation. So you have to think of all of those things and know that it's affecting you positively or negatively. And then you make your choices based on that. If you remember Jeff Graham, they had their thing, him and his wife, um, shit, what was it that they would choose who they were going to spend time with? based on um, this little test. Oh, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. We'll have to ask him. It was during, I mean, it was during the holidays. Like, yeah. It's like basically like, do they make us feel good? Okay, great. We're going to go spend time with them. Yeah. Do I feel bad usually after I leave them? Okay, then I'm not going to spend time with them or whatever. They had their, their certain prerequisites, but um, you got to keep all of that in mind. I also, Maria, was fascinating was the more you eat a certain food, if you keep eating the same thing over and over again, eventually your body uh, sees it as a poison because you're eating too much of it, then attacks it, right? So that's where yes. the allergies to these foods come. So that's, you know, made, made perfect sense to me. That was interesting. I had a yeah. doctor tell me that I made myself allergic to almonds because, which made perfect sense because I swapped. Indeed. Well, I, yeah. And I swapped when I stopped yeah. doing dairy, I swapped all my dairy products for everything almond, almond milk. Like even if I was going to do a cheese, it was an almond based almond flour, you know, everything. And I yeah. was like, I feel like crap. They're like, uh, yeah, I think you've made yourself almond intolerant. And I was like, oh, well, that's well, great. Also, that's crazy. I think the other hard thing with diet is all of these alternatives also have tons of shit in them that we're not Definitely. even realizing. Like yeah. our milks have gum and all this weird stuff in it. Like, really, is it that much better? Like we have to like our really... coconut milks and the, yeah, your dad says that to me. It's like, yeah, then, you know, come on, this stuff doesn't have natural stuff in it either. Yeah. So we have to really look at like how crazy we're going at these stores, buying all these alternative things. Like Kevin and I went to a vegan Mexican restaurant and we ate it and it all ended in the toilet. Then I like within an hour, it's like rushing out of our body. And I was like, okay, there's just no way that that was good because to create something real from all this other shit, it's like just too much. So sometimes it's just like simplify the diet, just eat the fruit and the vegetables that come from the ground the and keep whole it simple. Foods, yeah. and, and that's it because anything that's coming in a package, even if it's labeled organic or, you know, vegan or gluten-free, it had to be created. 
and it's not being created in the ground. So that's kind of one of my new, well, not my new thing, but I've always kind of looked at it like that. Anyhow, um, guys, thank you guys for joining us as always. And we are excited to be back with you. If you haven't clicked subscribe on YouTube, please do. It helps us and we are better together. So if you would do us that kindness of subscribing, you'll get little notifications. You'll never miss a show. Also Apple podcast, hit subscribe, leave us a comment. That's super helpful to rate the show and let everybody know that um, you're having a good experience with it. Um, and then of course, Instagram, Kelsey, uh, has at better together with Maria on fire. She is always posting some fun clips there and helpful clips from the show. So you can get your little cliff notes and Patreon. Of course, we love all of our new Patreon members. We love you. OGs. We have a, um, another healing event this month. We're really excited about, um, at the $10 tier, you get the, um, daily ad-free shows, but you also get the monthly heal events. So, um, and and weekly bonus episodes, what? And a weekly bonus episode. So that's all of our calls to action. But those Um, heal events, I mean, I just, I can't say enough Maria because, uh, they've changed my life and I no longer have to pay, you know, cause I'm the type that will pay for a day long seminar or like a two hour seminar with a healer or a professional. And it's been great, but hundreds, thousands of dollars, sometimes many thousands of dollars. So it's really nice for $10 a month that we get the Gabby Piccarellis and we're learning about reflexology, kinesiology, all practical skills that we can apply to heal ourselves. It's uh, it's really cool. And by the way, I'd love to take credit for it, but I can't, you guys did it, you and, uh, and your team. So it's really cool. And if you want to help us, it's actually a really great way to help support the show because we do this all for free. And so um, it does help us a lot to keep the lights on. Um, So refer us to a friend if you are enjoying it and um, feel like doing that. That would be great. In the meantime, follow us at Cindy Dale Energy. Cindy with a Y and then an I. Cindy Dale Energy at Kelsmeyer too at Better Together with Maria. Kelsey, of course, doesn't want me to promote my Instagram. She didn't write mine on there. Maria Menounos. At oh. Maria Menounos. I mean, rude. <laughs> at Maria Menounos. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.